0: Jake, you're there. Everybody there? Everyone's here. Yeah. Leaving and coming back helps.
1: Okay, some, some yeah. Methods. I'm telling you. Always work. Twitter spaces. I totally missed out on a Twitter spaces yesterday that I was uh, I wanted to be a listener of because I joined too early and it glitched out, and um, it was that one of my friends was on, and uh, I thought it was just blank the entire time, and I finally messaged him, and I was like, uh, hey, when are y'all going to start this space? And he was like, dude, it's over. And I was <laughs> like, what, you, I, what? I missed it. But the entire time, I was just sitting there in my avatar, is not saying anything, it's blah, blah, blah. So having done dozens of these things now, I can just tell you it is a cluster and a half. So yeah. I'm just glad that everybody's yep, here. Five there. people on the space... Um, most we've ever had for a BitMart AMA Twitter space. And I don't think that we have any housekeeping today, everybody who's listening. Um, there's no rewards that we're giving out. It's just a friendly and interesting chat with KTO, which the reason why I'm saying KTO is because I would like, from one of the members of the team, how should I be pronouncing this? I know that it's a Japanese word.
2: Yeah, it's, uh, it's a pronounced Konotori, uh, and uh, it is the Japanese for store.
1: Gotcha, Conotory. Okay, Konotori. <laughs> it looks like it would be. It looks like it would be simple to pronounce, and then I open my mouth, and it is not so. So, anyways, <laughs> guys, I'm on conotorytoken.com, and the first thing that we're met with is this big quote that says, "Put not your trust in money, but put your money in trust." And then it goes on to say that you aim to create the first community-driven centralized exchange with staking rewards of up to 20% APR paid in stable coins, an NFT marketplace, NFT staking perks, your own blockchain, and governance via the Nest Council that will nominate and vote on new crypto projects to list. Very ambitious, gentlemen. Yeah. So I'd like, since there's five people on this, y'all are going to have to figure out who you want to speak or if you're going to do a roundtable sort of thing. It's fine with me. I'll never interrupt you. But I guess the, our natural point to start off with for people, you know, in this space is what is Konotori? Um, How did you get it started? You know, what are you trying to do here? And anybody can answer. You guys can. I'll let you go on for as long as you want to.
3: I,
2: I, okay, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll jump in. Uh, so if we're talking about what Connotory is and uh, how it was created, uh, essentially what happened is uh, we we were develop uh, investors rather, in, in the past. Uh, so when creating Konatori uh, the token we we very much had in mind the uh, investors' perspective and the the most important thing from the get-go was was making things as transparent and, and visible uh, for investors as possible and making things clear and concise so yeah from the get-go from the start uh, we thought it there was no other way to do it other than docs ourselves uh, you know giving that reassurance to investors, uh, that includes myself, Adrian, and yoin the token founders. Uh, and then on the back of that, we also underwent a KYC evaluation, essentially like a rigorous uh, 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 evaluation to determine that we are indeed who we, who we, who we claim to be. Uh, and then on the back of that, we also did a contract audit via Certic and... Uh, we, we we do everything we can to, as I say, to make things visible. And that includes our, our marketing and development funds, which are, again, publicly visible, uh, but then also secured um, with our four out of five multi-signature uh, lock process uh, on GenoSys. Uh, and I think the the idea of being transparent in, in the development of the token has then carried on into building our K2 exchange. Uh, which we are working together to build with Tech Alchemy, who have, have, have been kind enough to join us today on this on this space. Um, a, a, a fantastic development studio uh, filled with an absolute uh, a, a amazing amount of talent on there. Um, we are working together to build this exchange. If you, if, if you guys would like to introduce yourselves as well, that'd be great. <laughs>
4: Yeah, absolutely. So we're obviously, we're called Tech Alchemy. We have been in the world of crypto for a a fairly long time. So we were started at the tail end of 2015. And so, you know, whilst we're a fairly new company in the world, in the world of crypto, we're one of the older agencies out there. We're kind of lucky we get to work on simply projects that we think have potential and projects that we care about. And so when the guys sort of reached out, uh, I would say six six months ago ish. You know, we, we really liked working with them. We really like the the ethos that they have is actually fairly rare in the world of crypto. You know, a lot of people don't want to be known. They don't want to, you know, they're worried to put their face on something. And anyone who's right to put their face to their project is you know something that we as tech alchemy try and stay away from and so yeah it's been it's been a really great journey so far and you know we we're very happy to be involved in the project as well
1: well was on mute there a little bit you know what i find interesting and thank you everybody for for sharing that um you know if anybody wants to chime in there that there's something that uh one of them left out. I find that interesting. You know, Tech Alchemy, you you were saying that um, you only want to invest in projects that can put their face out there. Isn't that interesting that the only project to successfully not have somebody put their face onto something uh, was Bitcoin so far? Literally
4: the only one. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And I think it's uh, I think it's very telling of the industry as a whole that we kind of when you're when you're deep in the world of crypto you just become numb to this stuff and so you think it might be normal not to put your name on something but you know we we live in a world where regardless of regulation would you do business with someone or invest your money with someone who you've never seen or even knows exists probably not and so why would you do that with something that's much actually less regulated and so less protected so we 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 only work with companies who you know, our fully docs and all of that kind of good stuff. But it's an interesting one that that isn't the norm. Yeah. Given, as you say, that Bitcoin is the obvious exception, right? It shouldn't be the one that we base everything on.
1: Yeah, it's interesting, too. I, I was almost thinking about, as you were saying that, about how, Uh, you know, you have the kind of phenomenon, the paradox almost of the kindness of strangers, right? Everybody's had an example where somebody who never introduced themselves and you don't know their name, you don't know where they went, they were kind to you and then they kind of just left. But at the same time, almost all of us, we don't intrinsically, like, if I meet somebody on the street or if I'm walking down an alley, I don't immediately just trust them and be like, here's my money and like, here's my social security number and here's where I live and things like that because you know that that's just Mm -hmm. not a norm you should adhere to. Um, you want to do a little bit of a deeper dive on a relationship with somebody before you intertwine your life with them. But uh, so I don't, it's just interesting when we think about that in the crypto world, about how you're completely right, but then also the biggest crypto of them all. <laughs> nobody knows, nobody knows who or what or, uh, you know, founded it. That's it could, true, but could you know, I mean,
4: one of the most interesting things, I, th- I think on on Bitcoin, I think one of the biggest risks to the price of Bitcoin is still, does that big Satoshi wallet have, does anyone have access to it? And so even though, you know, the same way that no-name founders can rug, a, you know, crypto project that launched last week, there is this guy who might exist, who might be alive, who can do this. And so it's still the worrying thing about Bitcoin. And so even, you know, I, I just don't think Bitcoin, everyone says, look at Bitcoin, they, didn't have a, they don't have a named founder, but that's just one, right? There's one. Yeah. And do you want to base yourself off the one that was
0: successful, or do you want to follow, you know, what people will actually trust? It also like, doesn't, you know, just automatically make it okay that it has happened before. Like that's not really how anything works, right? So yeah, it's it, it, it's it's an interesting um, dynamic in that you know people look to Bitcoin for for all those sorts of things.
1: Yeah, and
4: we've met these guys, so I can confirm to you all. <laughs> they are who they say they are.
1: Sure. Yeah. My my last my last thoughts on this because it's you know it's about KTO and it's not about Bitcoin. I've often wondered if Bitcoin is the most elaborate uh, a sort of parable, a technological parable that's ever been invented, and in that Satoshi is almost like a a Jesus like figure who's trying to get all the world's billionaires, trillionaires, all the world's wealth to go into one centralized thing and then do a major rug pull to uh, explain the consequences of human greed. For some sort of you know fair dist- like a forced redistribution of wealth or something like that. Jeez. Anyways, rugging wrong. Bitcoin. Yeah, Bitcoin because if, if Bitcoin was wrong. rugged, you know, blockchain wouldn't go away. It's out there; people would still do stuff with it. But the market would. Yeah. If you thought the great, it would make the Great Depression look like a party. So. <laughs>
2: right.
1: yeah. So interesting, but we're not here to talk about that. We could talk about that all day. We're going back to Konotori Token, um, which. I find interesting, gentlemen, too, because once again, I'm reading the stuff here from your website. It's an ERC20 token that you launched in Q4 of last year, before the merge, and the total supply yeah. is one quadrillion. One. Um, I've never, I didn't know that the number of quadrillion exist existed. It's quite a <laughs> quite a large amount, um, and I'm sure that people listening want to know. You know that what that supply means and the kind of tokenomics. And then two, why an ERC twenty token instead of um, there's all sorts of interesting sort of smart contract platforms that have popped up now that are continually being developed. You know, one that's always in the forefront of my mind that I'm a big fan of is Cardano. So if you could kind of explain the tokenomics here and maybe why you chose that or why the one quadrillion number is significant, please, anybody.
2: Um, yeah, sure. I, I, I mean, the the, the uh, tokenomics that we implemented um, were sort of set aside to to leave potential for growth, um, and we're of course building on on trends as well as other things. Uh, when you are talking about um, uh, how we have uh, how we've implemented those tokenomics, uh, we thought it was important to obviously have our uh, funds for marketing and development set aside uh, based off of uh, reflections in the form of Ethereum. Uh, so they're, they're split in the form that uh, Ethereum reflections go to marketing and development uh, to help propel the building of the exchange, uh, which uh, Tech Alchemy are working on. Uh, and then reflections come back in the form of our native currency, Conatori, uh which then go back to our holders. Um, now, the way we've set things up, and uh, this is why you know there's a bit of a trust involved, and, and doxing, and all these important things needed to be needed to happen, uh, is, is due to the fact that our contract isn't pronounced. Uh, the reason that it, we haven't renounced our contract is it allows us to to do a lot of a lot of great things on the background of 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 um, you know hosting things like uh, no tax events, uh, reduced tax events. Uh, it means that over time we can, we can take the uh, tax and decrease it over time. We can give more reflections to holders over time and less to funding the, 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 um, the marketing and development funds. Uh, so, yeah, in, in terms of how we set things up, we sort of looked at it as, a, as an ever-evolving uh, part of Conatory that over time – uh, once the project grows uh, and uh, the price increases, uh, that, uh, w- you know, that we'd be able to give uh, holders, before before the uh, exchange is built and created, we'd like to give them a form of passive income in the form of commentary. Then once the exchange is created and built, we are very much entertaining the idea of renouncing the contract, uh, changing tax to to zero percent and having all uh you know forms of return coming through the exchange rather than reflections so uh, the way we set things up is just to give people a source of of return while things are being built while things are progressing
1: sure and that makes sense because you know the the first line that you have here is that it is a community driven centralized exchange but as you're telling me the exchange is still being built so right now you'd be getting rewards in kto kind of like almost getting a, a stock equity in a startup but then once the exchange is actually built and it's a community driven centralized exchange and you're getting those staking rewards the um these staking rewards would be put out in a stable coin is that correct have i gotten that correct
2: yes Yes. absolutely Yes. Okay. Um, and, 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 sorry, I was, I was just going to say on the on the topic of um, staking as well, uh, because obviously you can stake Connotory; it'll be the highest uh, return of APY uh, up to twenty percent uh, through locking. Uh, but you'll also, of course, be able to stake other various uh, new trusted tokens that will be listed on the exchange. And of course, if you're if you're a new token, then to be able to, to qualify to list on the exchange, you'll have to undergo the same sort of rigorous things that we've undergone. So KYC evaluation and contract audit will be a standard. Uh, that, that, will, that will be a requirement to be able to list on our exchange.
1: Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Um, and I kind of wanted to go down that path a little bit. And, you know, Yoglev, TA, Jake, um, anybody who wants to jump in, all you ever have to do is unmute yourself and just, you know, interrupt me slightly. Or I believe on Twitter spaces you can actually raise your hand, which I'm still not used to. Uh, <laughs> I try, not to uh, I try not to repeat habits I learned in school, like asking to go to the bathroom. I just do it. Um, but. <laughs> The when I, when I see here that it's a community-driven centralized exchange, I think that some people, they might at first think that's a paradox, and it's because of the word word centralized, right? So when we tend to think of centralized exchanges, you know, BitMart is a centralized exchange, just like Coinbase or Binance, blah, blah, blah. Uh, they're corporations. They've got a hierarchy. You know, I can make certain decisions, but ultimately I'm not the CEO. Um, you know, if they wanted me to do certain things or if they didn't want me to do certain things, that's just part of working for a, uh, a, a centralized company. But this community-driven centralized exchange, I'm gonna make a terrible analogy here, and you can tell me how terrible it is, but it's the way that I'm kind of getting <laughs> at it in my mind. When I see the stuff that's community-driven, but it's centralized, I tend to think of like the farmer's market model, to where it's like, hey everybody, in order to have this farmer's market, we had to get a permit from the city, and there's, you know, there's usually like a cop there, and they've closed off parking, and like, it's clear that like this thing is being allowed to exist by the larger entity. It's centralized, but at the same time, you know the guy who is selling you lemonade, or the guy who has fresh produce, or the gal who is you know selling goat milk, or whatever they're doing at farmers markets these days. It's different here in Colorado. <laughs> um, it's very community driven, right? And there's organic things that can happen within this centralized environment. So you have this element of participation, but the participation is within this formalized structure is that a good way to think of what kto is building i'd I'd love for you to kind of explain more of this community driven centralized exchange aspect
4: i think that's a really good analogy actually Um, i think it comes another another point on that is if you were to go to a farmer's market and buy some mushrooms you can be fairly sure that they're going to be mushrooms however if a guy in the street said hey do you want to buy some mushrooms you can be less sure that these are, you know, legal to use (laughs) and the mushrooms that you're looking for, right? And so, well, (laughs) you are, I suppose, but uh, you get my point, right? And so by things being centralized, when the team is putting the community's interest at the front and it's centralized, the whole place is safer because there are... that. There is a final check which someone can say you know what this doesn't fit with our guidelines so we can remove it whereas you know a fully decentralized exchange is you know they obviously have a lot of benefits but the downsides are the ability to get scammed and so we can say that you know by on kuna that's not going to happen because we're going to do all of these checks before the person comes or before the product comes onto the platform and so yeah absolutely community driven in that the community will help and dictate in the direction that the product goes, but centralized in that you can feel safe in using
0: it yeah and it it also sort of um, leverages the the community aspect from the other side so obviously the community of of investors i think they they might be lovingly called storeholders um but- <laughs> The, there's the the community of, of investors that that is driving this, but then also flipping that onto um, you know the sort of partner tokens that um, that Martin was mentioning. That you know we want to build a platform to then lift up the community of other smaller smaller currencies um, that we can then you know I, as as everyone was mentioning do the checks that we need to do and and make sure that um, we're comfortable with them, but also giving them. A platform to um yeah to provide for themselves and, and hopefully get bigger and, and things like that so it's it's sort of both sides of that community aspect that um that this is really focusing on yeah it's a it's yeah,
1: an exactly right. it's an it's an interesting thing that i haven't come across like the only thing that it seems analogous to in the uh traditional world is like because i was thinking as I was listening to everybody here explain it uh, with the farmers' market model, I was like, "Oh well, then it's not a Dao because a Dao is like much kind of closer to anarchy, which is why a lot of Daos are inefficient because it's hard to get people corralled to get stuff done, or some DAOs become authoritarian because <laughs> you have a million people that have a potential to vote and only five people vote <laughs> so it, it yeah. they 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 lead the way so this is this is yeah. more of like a like i said like a another analogy that I came to is it's almost like a certified B corporation where it's like in the U S you have these corporations that they're clearly corporations. They want to make a profit. They're led by a CEO. They're efficient, but they've made it a part of their mission to get lots and lots of consumer feedback in moving forward. And as long as the consumer feedback doesn't make them go out of business, they're willing, they're open and willing to listen to it, to improve. And, uh, a lot of them are pretty high-quality yeah. companies. So that this is just kind of a fascinating thing. I don't mean to harp on this for you know, yeah, a, a well, long it's, time.
0: It, it's it, it's sort of um, the term sort of centralized is often you know a, a con or a, a scary word um, in in crypto a lot of the time. But as it's becoming more mainstream and, and more people are finding out about it, and you know we have non-crypto natives starting to do all sorts of things centralized now becomes a word that's you know um you know more traditional the, the more traditional approach you have you know that that final sign off there's the this level of of hierarchy and, and organization that means that um you know there's there's some level of safety and so i think we're we're slowly starting to see centralized sort of come back around i think in terms of the way people think about uh, about these kinds of platforms
1: yeah, it becomes like a like a balance, like you said, because uh, you go on you know sushi swap or Uniswap, and if you want to, you could lose your shirt all day. There's uh, there's there's no uh, there's essentially no governance there, and then <clears throat> and then you know you go on someplace like Binance, and uh, even if you're a KYC'd up the wazoo, it might still take you ten days to receive any funds that you've uh, gone out from. It's just the way that they do business. So interesting that we have this community driven sort of centralized exchange, and because it's centralized, you guys have mentioned that it's able to provide this little level of security, um, transparency, being able to protect users that are going to be using it. And I've noticed here that you have a number of anti-manipulation features that I have never heard of uh, before that I definitely want explained. And the one that really caught my attention, just because it's a very interesting name, is the anti-sandwich attack. Gentlemen, what's wrong with sandwiches and why do we have to be anti-sandwich?
3: Well, with sandwich attacks, uh, if anyone has traded on uh, any decentralized exchange, it's like, uh, especially on tokens which require higher slippage, it's like a lot uh, you've experienced the sandwich attack, which is, for example, where... A bot front runs you and buys uh, a massive amount of the token before you. Uh, So the price jumps up right before your purchase. And then you end up buying at the artificially inflated price. And then the bot sells right after your purchase, basically stealing a little amount of your uh, purchase. Uh, essentially, that's a sandwich attack because and it's called that because there's two transactions on each side of your transaction, essentially sandwiching your transaction and taking pro- uh, profits off of it. Uh, it can get really extreme depending on the slippage that uh, the user sets when purchasing. Uh, and some people, some tokens I've seen sort of allow sandwich attacks purposefully because it boosts uh, their volume. But in our case, we really wanted to focus on protecting the investors and our token holders. So, we implemented a feature where no single address uh, can make more than one transaction in our token per single block. Uh, In this way, we avoid essentially sandwich attacks because the bots aren't allowed to make the transactions as quickly and front run and then instantly sell after the users.
1: Well, I just learned something here, and it had nothing to do with pepper jack or mayonnaise or anything like that. <laughs> Thank you so much for explaining that. I think, I mean, that's another thing that can be complicated is like e- even even I, you know, being in crypto since 2017 and not being hugely into altcoins. Every so often, you know, they're interesting, but um, kind of having five or six projects that have been my favorites that I – that I tend to look at over the long term. You go on something like Pancake Swap, and they're asking you about slippage and you're just like, should I go to school? to have a finance degree? What the hell is this? So it's good to know that, you know, I think most people, even if they've been in crypto a while, some of the financial terms can throw them off and they wouldn't have any 100%. idea of what a sandwich attack would be. And so you just explain it right there that, you know, somebody can uh, basically use, uh, you know, I didn't realize how many bots are around there doing arbitrage trades and making a whole bunch of money off of people's essentially just like user errors. I actually read a a news story yesterday where somebody had a maximum extractable value bot that they used to make $1 million in arbitrage uh, in ETH. And then somebody else programmed a bot to get that bot to maliciously or to erroneously send that million ETH to an address that they had. So the, even the bot was tricked. The computer was tricked out of out of its money. The, um, the other two ones that I wanted somebody to explain pretty briefly are um, anti-honeypot and anti-tax manipulation because those are, once again, also things that I don't think we think about when it comes to an exchange or most people don't know about it. And then, gentlemen, we can, of course, talk about staking nfts your own blockchain before we get to some listener questions okay
3: yep that's fine uh so first of all i'm going to cover the anti honeypot uh, feature basically the way honeypotting works usually is when people can buy the token but they either can't sell it or the owner of the contract has a function within the contract where using which they can disable uh the, the selling so users who have bought and haven't sold up until that point they won't be able to sell ever and then that can lead to the owner essentially uh, stealing the money or pulling or whatever. Uh, the reason why we're unable to do that is because we are we don't have a function where we can stop the trading. However, we do have a function where we can set a limit on uh, single transaction amounts so it works as a percentage of total supply and the lowest 0.1 percent of the total supply which equates to one trillion tokens uh there have been instances where tokens have launched and uh, while they probably weren't planned to be honeypots uh, they did have this feature uh, of and wasn't restricted so they ended up setting the max transaction to zero percent and no one was able to sell those tokens ever. Uh, As for the anti-tax manipulation, again, this goes the other way as well. Uh, Similar thing again, where uh, tokens that have tax on each transaction, be it to fund their development of their utility or to fund their marketing, this tax could Potentially be set to as high as 100%. So anyone who buys, sells, uh, transfers their tokens, are instantly going to have all their, all their tokens taken away from them uh, and moved to the to whichever wallet is set to receive them. Essentially, uh, the reason why we have we're unable to do that, even if we wanted to. Is because again our contract is protected against it because the function which allows us to control the transaction tax doesn't allow us to go above eight percent uh we actually have a video on our youtube channel where i demonstrate all of that and i show m- uh, myself attempting to change the uh, both the transaction tax to above eight percent and i also try to change the uh, maximum transaction to below one trillion and both the values are rejected by our contract. So those were just safety features, which we really felt comfortable implementing because uh, we together, the developers have uh, invested in many other tokens before. And some of them, we just weren't comfortable with the amount of control that the developers had. Even if they didn't abuse that power ever, still we don't think they should have the power to essentially rug pull everyone whenever they want. So we made sure that we don't have that power.
1: Yeah, wow. That is freaking amazing. I So you just explained something that had been a mystery to me for probably at least a year. I would always hear about that rug pulls where people were like, I can't sell, I can't sell. And you're like, I just, I just thought that the token was so obscure that you're like, well, there's no exchanges to sell it on, which could have been a legitimate problem. But the making the maximum transaction amount zero or making the tax 100%, I mean, gosh, that is uh, – that's, that's just – I mean, it's interesting because it's contract manipulation. So it's like – it would be like if you signed a rental contract for an apartment, and then, like, in the teensiest, tiniest print, they were like, oh, and by the way, uh, when you pay the 10th month rent, we can come to your apartment and chop off your legs. And you're like, what? I didn't agree to this. And they're like, yeah, it's in the contract. So – Fascinating, totally fascinating. Or, or
4: it's it's more like they added it to the contract after you'd signed it.
1: Oh, that's even more malicious. I mean? Like
4: because <laughs> yeah, because imagine if the terms. The best example is imagine if the terms of your rental agreement said you will pay a thousand dollars for this place, and then one day they changed it and said now you're us a million dollars, and then you just say, "Well, I don't have it," and they said, "Well, too bad, get out." Then you go, "Well, no, that's not what I signed up to." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, we." just didn't tell you we changed a contract. Because no one announces any, anytime anyone has manipulated this maliciously, obviously don't announce it. You know, when someone turns their transaction tax to 100, no one knows and people sell and they go, I wonder what's going on? How comes I didn't get anything? And then eventually someone on Discord's gonna say, hey, I've just looked at the contract, the transaction tax at 100, don't sell. And I mean, it happened, at least it used to happen so much that, you know, we kind of, it's kind of crazy to think that we have to call this stuff out. You'd think it would be normal for none of this to happen, but that's the world we live in. Where, well, you know, we, we have to say, this is what we do. And people go, wow, this is, I didn't even know it was happening to me elsewhere.
1: <laughs> no. Yeah. Well, exactly. And I think it's an interesting educational perspective. Now here's a, because I'm not, because I'm not crazy technical, um, as you, as you can tell by my mind being blown by some of this stuff, So is this something that's unique to smart contract addresses? Because now I'm thinking about, like, our earlier discussion of uh, Bitcoin or other blockchains that are not necessarily contract addresses based on Ethereum, Cardano, any of the smart contract platforms. Like, since, you know, since Bitcoin is an open source protocol or since, you know, I guess, for example, Monero is a bad example because that's an obfuscated chain. but. The Monero community really trusts the developers of Monero and they don't have smart contracts on either of those platforms. It's just somebody controls the contract address, you know, in this case, a developer or a core of developers. And since they're the contract um, you know, owners, they've been able to manipulate this any way they want to. And they inform the community afterwards is what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. Crazy. Interesting. Huh.
4: Or, or more like they never inform the community and disappear.
1: that's probably more like it. So then, huh? So then, auditability and being transparent in smart contract platforms is continually going to be a huge thing. I'm I'm just now thinking, I'm now thinking my mind about if Cardano is doing anything to guard against this, or if Ethereum is. But maybe there isn't anything you can, you can do.
4: A smart yeah, you can't right? Like a smart contract system is just a is just letting you program things on chain mm-hmm. so ethereum can't as a found you know ethereum foundation can't put something out that would stop people from being being able to manipulate it any more than you know any programming language company could stop you from doing something malicious
1: sure yeah and i i was thinking that like even if they even if they did some, I don't know, some hard fork where they were like, well, now Ethereum, the maximum transaction tax could only be, I don't know, let's just say 50%. You'd still have rug pulls where people did 50%, right? Make off well, with two no, years well, of no, money. No,
4: because transaction tax isn't something that Ethereum have written. This is something that the developers of that contract have written into it. So they just take tax in a different way. So smart contracts don't just have predetermined uh fields which you fill in so you don't just have an empty smart contract and say i want my tax to be 20 percent." and have you know ethereum haven't done that someone might have written that and then put it out there but ethereum haven't written these pre-contracts and just said use this
1: ah interesting we're getting we're getting a little bit too technical here even though i even though i like the uh (laughs) I you know I in a, in a weird way I have some respect for the criminals that get super technical but then at the end of the day you know it is still it is still just defrauding people and not really good for the world to to keep spinning around so yeah a good way of saying yes it is kind of unfortunate that you guys have to be open about this and say hey by the way we're not defrauding people but at the same time People don't know, a lot of people don't know that it's happening. So I would look at it as more of an educational perspective that you guys are doing. So I wouldn't like, I I wouldn't like hang your head and be like, yeah, sorry that we have to be up front that we're not rug pulling you. <laughs> I'd, I'd have to be like, hey, by the way, did you know that a lot of people want to rug pull you and we're not going to do that? It's kind of almost like a, yeah. like a customer service guarantee basically. Yeah, yeah,
2: exactly. <laughs> and, that, and that that was the important thing for us because, because we'd come into this, you know, being investors in the past. Uh, and having worked within other tokens, other projects, but not being developers. Uh, so we had that sort of insight that, you know, people people need to be, you know, assured. And we sort of did that in every way we could, be it like I say, we doxed ourselves, made everything visible, did all the correct paperwork to give that assurance. Um, and then as as has been saying, you know, all the all the implementations, all the security safeguards we put into the contract itself. And then did a video to explain to people why it's important and why you should look out for this, uh, especially you know with new tokens. Uh, so yeah, but I, I think I think we've 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 taken that and and tried to implement the same uh, the same uh, method of building uh, the token uh, into building the exchange, and we're we're doing everything we can to involve the community and, and show them. Process of, of building the exchange. What's happening when? Uh, we, we're, we're going to have a roadmap coming out shortly that goes into into depth of, of what's happening within each sprint of development. And I think just just allowing investors to follow along with the development cycle with ourselves and with the with me it should be really interesting when that comes out and see how people respond
1: yeah and we we definitely want to talk about the roadmap at the end that's always a a nice kind of way to close things out especially uh before we take listener questions or or maybe afterwards when we're talking about where people can find you because it it's always looking forward into the future for right now we i also want to hit on you guys have an nft marketplace and nft staking perks now i see some of your nfts and a lot of them are the Pixel Storks. I love Pixel Art. So um, they're on OpenSea here. Could we talk a little bit about the NFT marketplace and some of the perks of the NFTs?
2: Yeah, of course. Um, well, the, the NFTs, uh, essentially, they're going to have a utility involved uh, within staking on the exchange. Uh, so these are something that we've already, uh, you know, rewarded to holders, long-term holders. And uh, we're looking to reward uh, holders with NFTs uh, most recently uh, due to, to helping us, you know, get, get listed on this on, on BitMart exchange. Uh, and yes, so these these NFTs will have benefits on our own exchange Uh and uh i i need to double check uh what the exact figures that we've uh, we've got in uh, we've got in line for the uh, current nfts are uh, but essentially yes it, it will be a increased percentage on apy returns uh be it the the christmas sort collection or the uh the uh, i think it was the og collection we called them Uh, They're done by a fantastic artist uh, who who we we knew through um, uh, Shiba Inu. Uh, He's he's done a fantastic job and uh, everyone loves him. But, uh, yeah, in the the future, it's not something we're we're currently working on because obviously we're focused on the exchange. But, yes, we we would look in the the, the near future following that at at maybe some form of NFT marketplace to, to, um, to expand on that. Because people have responded really, really well to the NFTs that we've given away so far.
1: Nice. And they, and they continue the stork theme uh, that is present everywhere in Konotoria. I was just wondering, you know, usually when, when people have NFTs, they want people to buy the NFTs and that's what makes them a holder. But I think that with Konotori here, um, it looks like if you have KTO token and you're willing to be part of the project, that's what makes you a stork holder, right? There isn't any like one predetermined thing you have to have to become a stork holder.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, they were they were especially uh, the especially the uh, the Nintai ones, the the moving ones. They, those were those were rewarded to to long long term uh, holders who who haven't sold. Um, it was a way of rewarding people uh, for their sort of loyalty. Uh, we thought it was important to do that. Um, and uh, yeah, the, the the benefits should be pretty exponential on the, on the exchange itself once uh, once it's once it's up and running, which of course will increase their increase their value. I think it was important to us we didn't just release NFTs without any purpose. I think uh, I think giving NFTs an actual an actual use is is important
1: yeah and it becomes increasingly more more important um, not that nfts aren't beautiful as art but i it, it's weird oh, yeah. because yeah. uh it, the, you know everything in the crypto world moves so fast i feel like we've almost progressed past the point where if you're only doing nfts as art it's like uh, i don't know it's yeah. like telling somebody that you're a graffiti artist but it's no longer the 1980s or the 1990s the, the people like accept it but it's no longer like an interesting thing you can bring up in in conversation anymore mm. um, maybe, maybe maybe that's a terrible analogy, but I am looking at the the Kunotori like I said, I love pixel art, especially moving ones the uh, the Christmas collection here with little storks with santa hats is quite oh, nice yeah. <laughs> but they're all they're all all the backgrounds are based on what kind of look like Japanese wood prints, and so it's pretty well designed art i would I would ask some you know everybody to just at least look at it you don 't have to buy it, but it, like it's just nice it's nice to look at well-designed pixel art because it's harder to do than you than you think.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So moving on here, unless anybody um, has any comments or things they want to jump in on, and it looks like we lost T.A. Jake uh, quite a while ago. I keep waiting for him to show back up, but he's, he's just gone. No, he, <laughs> he
4: unfortunately has some other meeting, I think. So oh, he, no worries. He messaged me to say apologies that he's dropped off but i thought i'd save
1: it no worries or no until worries someone noticed. <laughs> yeah and if anybody has a hard out you can just let me know um otherwise we you know <laughs> I, I try and i try and give the projects their due every project you know people work hard on this stuff so i don't like to just do 20 minute twitter spaces like some people do um oh, yeah. re- so real quick moving on here um you talk about having your own blockchain which like i mean Bitcoin is a blockchain, Ethereum is a blockchain, Cardano is a blockchain. Having your own blockchain seems like a massive undertaking. Can you kind of expand on that? Because right now you're an ERC-20 token. You're using somebody else's, a well-developed blockchain. What do you mean about having your own blockchain?
5: Um,
6: Basically... Am I muted? No, I'm not muted. Basically, it's it's our plan for, like, long, long future because, uh, you know, we're building our exchange now, we're building other stuff, uh, but we don't want to stop. We we really want to be everywhere in crypto space, right? So, yeah, the plan is to create, like, safe blockchain without pulls, without, uh, you know, without any honeypots, things like that. Just safe for, for the users because, uh, you know, the... <clears throat> There isn't any, any, any blockchain like, like that that is 100% safe uh, in, in crypto space because RuPaul's things like that happen pretty much everywhere. So that's our another mission for like five, 10 years' plans to create something that is safe, safe for everyone.
2: Yeah, very, very much at the moment. Our, our main goal is focused on the on the exchange, getting the exchange launched successfully. Uh, obviously, doing testing with the community at the same time uh, and involving them in the process. Uh, obviously, we, we took because we talked about things like the the nest council uh, earlier on and and involving the community. So that how we've involved the community in the token and developing the token and, and giving them sort of a, a, a feedback and. Uh, and evolving the project, we want to we want to do that within the within the exchange as well. So the idea is that that community members, holders, and investors will be able to have a say on you know which tokens we're looking at getting listed, which ones we should look at next, which ones should be listed. Uh, they'll have you know impact on on how the improvements being made to the exchange in terms of user face, in terms of uh, you know, making any corrections or mistakes or anything like that. It basically it, it just gives them a voice and and a huge amount of feedback uh, that we can then implement on the back of that, um, as well as um, as well as you know being having user benefits of being on the Nest Council. We're looking at like customization profiles and and interesting things like that. Little benefits of uh, of being on the Nest Council. Um, so when yeah, so when we're talking about uh, blockchain plans, that that is something that we're looking to do uh, beyond the KTO exchange. But but for us, the focus right now is fully on uh, providing this exchange.
1: Understood, understood. And I also love the the Nest Council going along with uh, the Stork mentality. Did did Martin, your chief marketing officer, is he the one that came with all this, all the unification of all the Stork stuff? <laughs> is that because whoever um, came up with it just good job i want to tell you good job okay
2: i think it was, it was definitely a collective effort between all of us um uh that we've and and also the community i mean we had a, a member of the community come up with the the name "stakeholders" way back when when we were trying to 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 come up with the best names for the holders and that is fantastic i, I fell in love instantly with that but um yeah no for, in terms of the idea behind the project and 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 the idea of the the stalk and uh uh that was that was basically done off uh, when we were researching the project. So we knew we wanted it to be uh of course you know uh, transparent and and accessible uh we wanted to dox ourselves and 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 have all these other things that we talked about in place but when coming up with um with the name it was essentially we were looking through uh, Japanese folklore stories. And that's when we came across a, a, a folklore story about uh, a, a group of villagers that would often uh, you know, give offerings to the storks by this, by this massive lake. And then in return, the storks would then dive into the lake and retrieve treasure and give them back to the villagers. And we just thought that was such a perfect sort of analogy for staking and what we wanted to, to provide on the exchange just a really colorful sort of depiction of, of that. Um, so on the back of that, we made our logo a stork. We, <laughs> we made uh, obviously ourselves Konatori, you know, being Japanese. Stalk. Um, and then, yeah, we've, we've just run with it there really. And, and it's people have come up with some really creative and interesting things.
1: I will have to look up that story. Um, very interesting. Oh, I have guess we have
4: called know. it stalking yet it? yeah that was
2: one of the names at one point it was the stalkers and then we decided against it yeah,
1: maybe. <laughs> It sounds sounds a little bit too close especially with that english accent sound it sounds a little bit too close to stalking right so uh yeah
7: absolutely it's yeah. just gonna get
1: misinterpreted <laughs> I, I yeah or I thought uh, instead of staking, you know, storking, but you know we I think I think you guys you, there's a good balance here. there's a good balance between witty and engaging and then also still professional, right? You don't want to go too far to right. either side because you're if you're too uptight and the tie is too tight you know, you can't relate to people, you're not a real person. But then if you are um, too loose and too funny, then you're kind of somebody like, and no shade to them, you're kind of somebody like Dogecoin, right? Which I, you know, I've known about Dogecoin for many, many years, still have love for it. But uh, sorry, um, it's, uh, it's a little bit of a joke. It was meant to be a joke, literally. <laughs> so uh, you got to have a good balance there. I wanted to bring up to everybody here on the call that you guys are Certik audited. So just once again, you know, we've been talking about the transparency, the security. Certik is kind of the, uh, I would say, the gold standard. Maybe that's a wrong analogy, but it's. I I usually think of it as the gold standard of audits in crypto. Bitmart actually just hosted a party with them in New York City, along with Algorand. So they're a pretty uh, trustworthy gang of people. And um, real quick before we take some listener questions. I wanted to talk about, this is probably in the future. There's a portion on your website here where you talk about a cunatory payment card. Um, and then I wanted to get into the 20% uh, APR, APY. I always get these mixed up. Uh, let's just say staking return. <laughs> the 20% staking return paid in a stable coin. Because um, it doesn't say what stablecoin, and it doesn't say uh, when we'll be able to do that KTO. So I think the payment card is in the future, but I'm interested in that 20%, because that's, that's pretty high for a staking return.
2: Uh, yeah, in terms of uh, staking returns, obviously that's going to uh, be in the form of stablecoins, various dif- uh, different stablecoins. Uh, and that goes for, um, as I said, other trusted tokens. They'll also be able to stake and, and see returns in the form of stables. I think that was that was the most important part to us was was doing it in a sustainable and, and reliable way. Uh, we've seen time and time again over the last sort of few months, you know, uh, uh, exchanges making incorrect making. Uh, Promises that they then couldn't uphold to and then have had to retrace and track back. And we we wanted to make sure that we could could, uh, provide what we're offering. Um, Obviously, the the source of the percentage uh, APY is going to be mostly from uh, the back of uh, uh, transactions happening, uh, you know, anywhere on the exchange. That will then go into staking funds. Uh, so I think doing it in this way, and, and rather than uh, you know creating money out of thin air and, and, and staking in the form of your own currency, which again is not a not a uh, sustainable way of doing things, uh, we we definitely lean uh, towards the idea of uh, uh, returns in in the form of stables gotcha. I'm oh, sorry you asked about the card as well didn't you. Um I, I, again uh, that that is very much uh, something that we're we're working on in the background but it, it it's something that will come following the exchange and will be implemented into the exchange afterwards. Um, but yeah very much uh, interesting concepts and we've got a number of ideas it's probably a little bit too early to go into that Uh, at this stage but uh, we will definitely give updates on that in the future
1: very cool very cool it's always it's it's interesting all these different payment cards coming out so it's definitely a a feature um, even if it's just a a minor part of what Konotori is is trying to do
2: absolutely yeah
1: So, guys, I'm trying to think about anything here that we haven't gone over other than the roadmap, which I want to kind of save for the end. It's always a nice way to close up on stuff because it allows people to talk about their hopes, dreams, concerns about the market, things like that. I think right now I want to open it up to listener questions. We have a couple listener questions that want to come in here. Um, And right before... I just wanted to lay down some ground rules. Usually you guys are pretty good at these uh, AMAs about asking good questions, you know, not being disrespectful, being in a quiet environment, things like that. So I just wanted to say, uh, one, you have to speak English. That's the only language that I can speak. I have to moderate the conversation. Usually everyone that I'm talking to uh, also English is their first language. So please, it's okay if you're not a native speaker or you kind of struggle through it. We'll all understand you eventually and moderate. Uh, Two, please be in a quiet space. If you're outside or you're in a loud space, I'm not going to be able to hear you talk and it's going to be hard to answer your question. And then three, please be respectful. Uh, These gentlemen are my guests here on the AMA. You know, I won't tolerate people being rude to them or anything like that. You'll just get muted and, you know, taken out of the space anyway, so it's not worth it. And then um, along with that, please don't show your project here. I've had people that come in and they just try and like yell about their project I can tell you as a marketer, it's not a good way to get people to your project. <laughs> so, just once again, you're going to be blocked, muted, taken out of the space. We're here to talk about Konatori Token. Um, if your project that you're working on, you want to be an asset to them to connect with them, sure. Why not ask them about it? But it's we're here to talk about your questions about Konatori Token, the ecosystem, the project, hopes, concerns, etc. Sufyan, you have been raising your hand like a madman. So let's add you as a speaker and hopefully you will show up here soon. Hey, Sufyan. Hey, yeah, you're here. You can ask a question.
5: Uh, can I ask a question now? Absolutely uh okay guys i saw on i saw on your website that kto token has supply in quadrillions uh and uh, and you guys were saying that you are planning to develop a blockchain in future don't you think uh, that supply is too much for that
4: so i mean on on the point of max supply i think one thing that people need to understand so just to be clear, a quadrillion is one with 15 zeros, okay? Um, traditional fiat currency works at two decimal places, right? So if you have one pound, you can have one pound 59, but that's how many decimal places it goes to. By default, ERC-20 tokens go to 18 decimal places. So you could launch a token with, with one total supply, and you would be able to split that by 18 decimal places. So the number in max supply. It doesn't really matter. In in the nicest way possible, most projects will have a max supply in the billions because they want their holders to feel like, what if this becomes worth $1 one day? I could make, you know, this could become a billion dollar company. Kunitori can't become a $1 token, right? Because there isn't a quadrillion dollars. And so... The, the max supply is kind of irrelevant, honestly, for any project. It's just a number, and you know, this is a number we've gone with. I mean, there may be a story behind it. Um, I can tell you more about that, but it doesn't really matter. You know, like I say, we could have launched with one token, and then we just have a way smaller number. As the we'd have an extremely high single token price, and every it'd be like Bitcoin where people are really, you know, anyone actually using Bitcoin for payments is using m, like um, a thousandth of a Bitcoin, like Bitcoin with a small m you would have seen, because it's just too expensive. You can't really price anything in the world in Bitcoin anymore. Because if I want to buy, you know, a bread, you can't tell me how much Bitcoin that would be. You have to fractionalize that Bitcoin to a smaller number. So max supply doesn't really matter. And on the second point of developing a blockchain, um, same thing, right? Like, again, it doesn't, you know, Ripple has an unlimited max supply effectively and it still, you know, still exists and still very successful.
5: Okay, got it. Uh, and what about the nest console? Will it work like Seretic like does? I'll
4: let someone else take that. Uh,
6: Sorry, can, can
5: you repeat that question? Because in here properly okay okay can you please tell me about the nest council uh, will it work like uh certic like certic does uh sorry like what like certic like circuit like like certic audit different projects
6: uh, yeah so basically what we plan to do is uh after we go through verification of any any projects that wants to be listed on our exchange, page like you know as audit or or you know uh, kyc we want to actually give people opportunity to vote on on a project so basically all kto holders will be able to vote if they want to launch that project on on our platform or not. and that's nest council basically
5: okay okay that's it thank you for your answer and best of luck for your project
1: Sure. Yeah. Thank you, Sufan, for the Thank great you. questions.
5: Thank you.
1: So it looks like the next one up is going to be Sheik Ryan. Sheik, please join us. Anybody who wants to ask a question, you can uh, line up and request And you should be approved here in one second, Sheik. I approved you. But as we know, Twitter can uh Yeah,
2: absolutely. I'm I'm surprised none of us have been kicked off yet. Well, <laughs> well, well, that off that.
1: That's what I was that's what I thought was happening to to T A Jake, but Yeah, yeah. It also might depend on where you are. Oh, okay. Let me... Sheik, you should be connected right now. That's what, Twitter, that's what Twitter's telling me. But it also might depend on your connection, wherever you are in the world.
4: Says that he's still a listener for me.
1: Yeah, it's... it's it says that he was approved, and now he's not approved, and I'm going to approve him again. <laughs> If we don't get them in a little bit, guys, we can, uh, it may also just be this Twitter space as I've known that sometimes you can go into a Twitter space and it'll, uh, kick people. Yeah. Oh, there you they, go. They can
2: just be unexpected, unexpectedly, uh, bugged sometimes.
1: Well, yeah. And to be fair, it's like, Hey, it's free, right? We didn't have to pay anything to get in here. So just the fact that we're talking at all is, is amazing. <laughs> Uh, that's the way I, that's the way I kind of look at it. So anybody who wants to, well, it looks like you got kicked and you, you'll, we'll try one more time. See, it's telling me that you can speak on my end, but I still see you as requested. You're giving yeah, me the purple you, you're heart.
4: On, you might be on, uh, if you're not in the Twitter app, it doesn't work. You can't be on Twitter mobile in web. You have to be in
8: the app.
1: There you go, Sheik. Can yeah, you you're mean? in. You're oh, in, Sheik. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah. You can ask a question.
8: Okay, I have an uh, internet issue, that's why I can't speak up there. My question is, I mean, what's the benefit of people that hold your tokens? Like, do you have any government uh, tokens or, you know, most of you people don't really care about the benefit of holding a token. Oh, shit. Uh,
2: Well, uh, yeah, currently, uh, as we spoke about a little bit before, uh, if you're holding Konotori currently, then you obviously uh, receive reflections in the form of our native token. Um, Obviously, once the exchange launches, there will be staking in place, uh, which will be even more beneficial. Um, The fact that now you can hold Konotori and receive passive income uh, without the exchange uh, being present is, is why we've implemented this. Uh, but yeah, in, in, in time, being a holder of Conatori, once the exchange has been built, uh, will have numerous benefits. And uh, as we've talked about before, uh, being part of the Nest Council, wherein you are able to help evolve the project and the platform, uh, you're able to vote for which tokens you'd like to see next, and make other various changes uh, known. Um, yeah, it's, it, it's got a it's got a number of benefits really.
8: Oh, thanks! I, I love that. You, you got a lot of benefits from holding your token. my second question is, you know, you're kind of a dex. Are you going to support hold up? Uh, um, I mean, projects, if they want to launch on your deck, so you're just going to supply uh, a, pro- a project build on your uh, chains. I don't know if you get a question.
4: Um,
2: so, Sorry, I, I, do you mind just repeating that one more time? I, I, I think, I, think just... I got it.
4: Um, so okay. I think the question was, um, are we a Dex, and will we let... Ah are we gonna be selective about the projects that come on? So firstly, we're, we're not a DEX, right? So like, we're specifically not a DEX. Um, so DEX is a decentralized exchange and we're, we're a centralized exchange. And as we were saying earlier, we one of the reasons we are a centralized exchange is so that not anyone can just turn up and launch a project on our on our platform. So yeah, we're gonna be quite selective. We, I was selected, was, I guess, Process is very much around, and the people involved be trusted. um And so, you know, yeah, we we, as as we said before, are going to be quite selective about who
8: can get onto the platform. Well, oh, thank you. That, that was my question. I would appreciate you okay. for answering that. Thank you. I wish success, so
1: Very good. Very good. Well. Thank you so much for the excellent questions, Sheik. And sorry we had some of those connection issues. It looks like K-Ray, K-Ray, you also want to ask a question and you might have a little bit better time trying to connect here. Nope, you're gone, K-Ray. <laughs> as, <laughs> as, soon as, as soon as you get let in, you're gone. Um, all righty, gentlemen. Well, let's see. Wait. K Ray, you requested it again. Something's happening with this space. We're going to keep keep moving on. Keep moving on. Um, I approved you.
7: Hello, can you guys hear me?
1: Hey, Kay Ray, we can hear you loud and clear.
7: Oh, okay, great. Yeah, I must have uh, hit the button uh, inadvertently. Anyway, uh, look like this project uh i've been reading over the uh the white paper and the um the web page and so forth the roadmap looks very intriguing of course as well with the top 20 top 10 and what was it top five exchange listing just curious as to i guess um how are you guys gonna get get uh, get that get that was uh exchange listings
5: <clears throat>
2: yeah sure um there's i, I mean so far we've uh, managed to uphold to our roadmap that we released uh, prior to investors some time ago uh in that you know we w- what was a considerable milestone uh, for the project especially at this stage was being able to uh, list on bitmart and offer that uh you know, secure alternative way of purchasing Conatori uh, via the USDT pair. Um, in terms of future plans for future exchanges, of course, we are, um, we are constantly looking for opportunities and uh, we are in communication with, with, with other people far too early, of course, to, to announce anything or, 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 or go into things without confirmation. Um, but yes, we're constantly on the lookout uh, for exchanges and uh, opportunities to 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 help provide funds and marketing funds and, and development funds for Connachtory. There's a number of things, and I wish I wish I could talk about them, but unfortunately, I just cannot at this stage because these things need to be confirmed and these things there's there's a bit of there's a bit of headway to to um, to do currently before we can officially announce anything um but yeah rest assured uh as uh, while tech alchemy and ourselves are, are pushing forward on the development of the exchange we're also looking at various opportunities that will help us with volume and will help us uh, for outreach of the project itself
7: and then uh what about any any other plans uh, i know you guys are erc uh, 20 tokens so are there any other plans, future plans, to add uh, another another chain to be able to, you know, uh, I don't know, say like Binance or BNB or you know uh, Cosmos or whatever other chains that you'd be uh, tradable on as well.
6: We're actually on Polygon too since, like, I think like for for six months now, uh, <clears throat> so you can you can also find us uh, find us on Polygon.
7: Oh, okay. Great. 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 Okay. Um, Yeah. I love the project. Um, um, You know, uh, just uh, adding my bag and we'll continue buying uh, DCAing and uh, into the project and uh, look forward to uh, future updates and so forth. So thank you. Thank you. Fantastic. Appreciate
2: your questions.
1: Nice, yeah. Thank you, K Ray. Always nice to have good questions like that. We've got ooh, one more person that's popped up, Sent Lucchesi. I'm going to butcher this name, so I'm just going to stop saying it. Sent, Sent Luck. I know that that's part of the name, and I have approved you. So hopefully, you come in here soon. Hello. Hey, yeah, we can hear
5: you. <clears throat> I have a question.
1: Sure, yeah, ask away.
5: Yes. So, my question is okay, what is your top 3 things for properties in 2022? Could you shift some plan for the upcoming year?
1: Sure, yeah, this this okay. might be actually a good time um for guys why don't you just briefly go over uh, you know let's do this let's do the roadmap for 2022 and then as we end and i'm telling people where they can find you you can really expand on the roadmap if you want to but i know that people probably have questions about that yeah
5: could you shift some plan for upcoming year? Uh, yeah sure um if we're if we're talking about
2: uh the development road uh, roadmap uh, which we'll be releasing imminently uh then we are looking at um, the purpose of this roadmap is to to um, inform investors of, of where we are at what stage of the projects we are week by week uh, so that they can follow along the development with us uh, at the same time it's because what we what we've uh, taken perhaps for granted in the past is I'm explaining these things uh, and and where we are within development via AMA. However, not everyone's obviously able to make AMA. We can record them um, and uh, and then pass them details on to people. But um, yeah, the the idea of this roadmap existing for the development. Um, is 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 solely to make it clearer to uh, investors where we are and what's happening, so that they can they can be aware of you know when imminent things are coming, such as you know alpha phase, beta phase, and and then you know testing when things are being audited, and that and that it, it helps it helps display those milestones. Um, if we're talking about uh, the the general roadmap that we have for for the project then, as I've said, of course, we're looking to to release the exchange first and foremost. Uh, but then, yeah. of course, yeah, we will look into uh, various other ways of, of pushing conatory, uh, some of which, you know, is, is, is early, 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 early talks, early doors. Um, but yes, of course, as we talked about before, you know, implementing a, a, a connotory card. Uh, with various benefits coming on that and in, uh, implementing an NFT kind of marketplace, uh, you know, based on the feedback that we've had so far about our NFTs, people have responded really positively. So that would be something that we'd definitely consider. And then, of course, long, long-term goal will be to create our own blockchain. So, it, you know, the buck doesn't stop at merely uh, the exchange. That is just what we are 110% focused on right now uh, and giving you updates as, as often as we can. Uh, but yeah, beyond the exchange, there's definitely there's definitely a lot to look forward to uh, that we are that we are in the very early early process of looking at.
5: Okay, thanks.
2: Cheers. Thank you.
5: Thank, thank you. Thank
8: you. Thank you. Oh, I was on
1: mute there. Very cool. Yes, thank you for the good question there, gentlemen. Let's try and take. Um, Two more questions and then I'm going to stop us and we can, you know, do your roadmap and end your sign off stuff uh, because I know that your time is valuable. And uh, as long as we get to an hour in a space where we've covered all the bases of a project and we've really taken the time to have no interruptions and go in deep, that's usually my goal. We've hit that goal. Like I said, I hate it when people do like 20 minute Twitter spaces or clips where it's clear that, you know, they don't. They don't realize that people work hard on this stuff so i just like to get the full story and people in the space they can decide whether they want to invest or not or get involved or not so as long as we've gone over all that stuff i'm good panda you should be here Uh, if you want to unmute yourself you can ask a question hey what's up what up panda
7: Uh,
8: this
1: is how's it going this
7: is more of a question for uh tech alchemy Uh, Is it possible to have a monthly payments for staking, but you can opt out of the early cancellation. So for example, you have a 12 month staking period, but you get Mm -hmm. paid every month, but you can't cancel the staking early.
4: You can or can't cancel. So everything is possible. I mean, yeah. If so, a lot of staking platforms have lock-in periods where, you know, they say you stake for three months, and they might—they can still unlock your actual staking rewards as often as you like. Um. So, I, if your question is, is it possible? Absolutely. Um, and even cancellation, right? Like, you could—you'd have to implement it. You'd have to decide that that's something you want to do. It's not just by default something you can do. But yeah, you could—you could have a. You know penalty, a percentage penalty or, or a fixed fee that would allow you to unlock your tokens as well. Um, I don't know if that's in the roadmap, but I can tell you from a possibility perspective. Yeah, absolutely. Gotcha. All right.
1: Awesome. Thanks. And thank you Panda for not eating eucalyptus leaves, um, right there (laughs) on the, uh, on the mic. That's what pandas eat, right? Am I correct on that? No. Is that ah that's koala bears? Maybe Bamboo. Oh gosh. Wrong continent. Yeah, bound computer. <sighs> okay, wrong continent. It looks like we had another question in the <laughs> queue, but the um they left. So, okay, that's fine. That's all right. Panda, that was a good question to kind of round this out. And um, let's so gentlemen, let's uh talk about your roadmap for this year. And your hopes and dreams for the future, and that'll be a great way to close us out. Uh, and we can talk about the best places to find you, where you want people to interact with you, and maybe you know your Discord, social stuff like that. So whoever wants to talk about it, you can talk about the full roadmap from phase one until now. You can talk about this year. You can talk about you know what's KTO going to be five years in the future. Um, go crazy with it.
2: Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll let someone else jump in perhaps after me. But, uh, yeah, I, I just want to emphasize that uh, uh, once again, you know, we, we are fully focused on the exchange currently and putting all resources and all, all brainpower into the exchange. Um, but, yeah, we will definitely have things uh, that are coming following that. Obviously, there are catalysts in between, such as exchange listings and, and benefits to the, to the currency. Uh, we're pushing forward with uh, because we've obviously um, established our, our limited company, uh, so that you know gives more validity, uh, validity to uh, to what we're doing and what we're building, and is a bit of a requirement to obviously uh, having to um, having to uh, manage the exchange. Uh, we've opened up various ways of uh, of financing things through the company. Uh, which has been enormously helpful uh, and will uh, will definitely allow us to reach said catalysts, um, you know, in, within our roadmap quite a bit quicker. Uh, that's something that we're currently working on right now. Um, and then hopes and dreams for Connotory is that uh, people people use this uh, platform uh, and are able to trade. Uh, you know, discuss, stake, and uh, you know, be an all-in-one, inclusive platform that uh, that that can do all these things. And you know, as as we say, it's a community-driven project, uh, both in the currency and the platform. Uh, and uh, we're hoping that uh, people will you know be around to help us evolve and help us help us push forward this exchange. And then and then uh, uh, build the blockchain much, much later into the future uh, following the launch of the exchange.
1: Very good, very good. Anybody else want to give their uh, their comments, their hopes, dreams on that? Uh, anything like that?
6: Yeah, so basically, like, like Martin said, we are fully focusing on on creating our exchange for now. Uh, you know, uh, bleeding market, crypto market in general is is uh, you know is not helping us with that. But yeah, our plan for this and, and next year is to just develop first beta, then platform, then staking, NFT marketplace, all that basic stuff we we want to <clears throat> we want to develop and. Then think about other things like, you know, like, like the blockchain, for example, or Visa card.
1: Absolutely. And yeah. you know, oh, I'm sorry.
2: Oh, sorry. I, I, I was just going to jump in and add to that, That I think, I think you definitely see a lot of projects, uh, especially in the past where they, they, they're promising too much and trying to deliver too much at one time. And that is where we are taking the approach in that we are focused on the exchange and the exchange alone for now. Obviously, we're talking about uh, other other things that we're looking to build beyond it. Um, but yeah, very much, very much don't want to uh, to convolute and make a mess of things by offering too many things uh, and then not being able to deliver on timelines. Uh, it's important to us that we focus just on the exchange for now, make it as good and as uh, accessible as possible, and implement all ideas and improvements that the community itself has been suggesting. Uh, even, even, you know, even as we're just a token currently. Um, so yeah, yeah, just to stress that that we we don't want to we don't want to overcomplicate things. We want to just deliver on this for now. But yeah, of, of course, we're looking to do things beyond the exchange in the future.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because everybody wants you to multitask in the crypto world. And, you know, they want you to make them a millionaire, give them an online community, uh, give them (laughs) NFT, they want you to give them seven things at once. But uh, I can't remember where I heard this adage, but they were like, you know, if you want to see juggling, you got to go to the circus, right? And I don't think people want to live at the circus. So it's um As a good
2: analogy, yeah. <laughs> it's uh
1: it's you let people work let people do what they're good at right you don't expect uh the person that's taking your order at mcdonald's to also you know advise you on your 401k portfolio holdings let people do what they're supposed to do and what they're passionate about doing and good things will come if you're patient and you allocate your resources correctly so guys um The website that I've been looking at for everybody looking at here is KonotoriToken.com. And I realize we probably didn't spell Konotori. It's K O U N O T O R I. And it is a Japanese word, as the gentlemen have said here before. So, uh, where else should they find you online? Is there a Discord community they should join? Where, you know, to learn all about KTO, what do you gentlemen recommend?
6: We definitely recommend to join our Discord because uh, our, the majority of our community is actually on Discord, and we have really a lot of people there, over almost 2,000 people. Everyone is active. Uh, you know, we have we host different community events there, so yeah, the Discord is a good place to start
8: very
1: cool very cool and i know that all of those socials are on com. there's quite a lot twitter discord telegram instagram reddit twitch interesting we're not going we could get into a whole rabbit hole about the, what the twitch is but uh, there's also a store for kunatori merchandise all sorts of stuff doxed certic audited you've heard the gentleman here talk about All the stuff that they are trying to build, uh, first and foremost, with the community-driven centralized exchange, the 20% APR that they're going to pay out, an NFT marketplace, NFT staking, their hopes for their own blockchain, a governance council called the Nest Council. Everything stork related, but in a tasteful stork way, you know, which is hard to do. You don't see that in a lot of projects. So, I just wanted to thank all the guys here for being with me on this Twitter Spaces and talking all about KTO Konatori Token, gentlemen. Unless there's anything that you have a burning desire to say, we're going to uh, we're going to wrap it up here. It's been really fun talking with you for almost an hour and a half now.
5: Yeah,
2: thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, and thank you to everyone who's who's taken the time to to tune in and listen. Uh, hopefully, you've learned something about the project, and uh, hopefully, you'll uh, do your research and uh, and check us out.
1: Absolutely. And if you've just tuned in, if you tuned in halfway, if you missed some of this, don't worry, I'm going to take this audio, I'm going to clean it up a little bit, and I'm going to archive it on the Crypto Conversations podcast stream where I have all these archives. So, you know, if you got kind of tripped up by some of the stuff that we were talking about with the anti-honey pot or the anti-tax manipulation or you can't remember whether a sandwich attack involves wheat bread or a smart contract address don't worry you can go and listen to the entire conversation you can learn you can you know you can uh, take action from there with the links towards their website and all that all right, gentlemen, on behalf of BitMart and everybody here, I'm going to say goodbye and good luck to everybody out there in crypto land. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Yes. Bye. Appreciate Bye. It. Thank you, everyone. Hello to everybody out there in crypto land. Did you enjoy that conversation? I know that I did. It's always interesting to learn more about crypto projects, NFTs, and what is going on in this very unique But now, we've got to get some legal stuff out of the way, all right, it's just the way that it is. So, I wanted to let you know that all opinions and actions expressed and undertaken by the hosts and guests are individual opinions and actions and do not reflect the views and actions of BitMart. BitMart does not guarantee the accuracy applicability, reliability, integrity, performance, completeness, or appropriateness of this content. The value of digital currencies can go up or down, and there can be a substantial risk in buying, selling, holding, or investing in digital currencies. You should carefully consider whether trading or holding digital currencies is suitable for you based on your personal investment objectives, financial circumstances, and risk tolerance. BitMart does not provide investment, tax, or legal advice. Use of BitMart services is entirely at your own risk.